I think all the industry has been shifting a lot and seeing the need to partner up, but really keeping in focus the client and the client's experience. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Payments Innovation Podcast. Uh, Thank you for joining. My name is Chris D'Antuano with Currency Cloud, uh, the Director of Business Development here in the United States. Today, I have Tatiana Delgado joining us from BTEC. Thank you very much for joining today, Tatiana. Oh, thank you for having me, Chris. So, Tatiana, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing over at BTEC. Sure. So I have been working here for a few months now, but I have nine years experience in international businesses. And at BTEC, I'm head of business development. BTEC is really a Brazilian fintech. So we see ourselves as an infrastructure provider for the remittance and cross-border payment sector. We are really a hub for connectivity, so we can connect companies through APIs and Y-Label, but we also have two products in the market. Uh, These products, we attend different uh, needs from car clients and also different nature. So we can attend peer-to-peer, B2C, and B2B as well. Very interesting. Now, a little bit more about BTEC now being Brazilian-based. So by, uh, you know, our our previous conversations, um, you're really interested in about breaking uh, down the the barriers around Brazil and kind of opening up a global into a global market. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about how you're doing that currently? Sure. So I guess what we have been understanding from our clients is that they look for a service like, like ours to really be able to connect with the global market. But what they currently see in the financial services industry is that they, they can access uh, financial products, but they are all local products. So they go to a bank and they can do services that go from insurance to really credit, but they are all local products that they have access to. So when they come to us, what they are trying to do is really have a global life. So they are the kind of people that, I mean, they are born in Brazil, but they live in the UK and they date a Turkish person. So they have this need to really move across different borders and they really want a financial service product that can attend their needs. So they need to access different markets across the globe and uh, not be stuck uh, within their geographical borders. So we have been trying to uh, really help our clients in doing so, but we understand that there's a, a huge gap in the market. So if you look in Brazil right now, so the population above 18 years old, 40% of this population have no bank accounts. And that's because they have no access to banks or they think the taxes or the fees that the banks charge them are too high for them to keep a bank account open. And I think that's a sector where fintechs can really come into hand and reach this market and really help these people access a global uh, industry, right? So they are people that do not have a current bank account, but they do have relatives in other countries and they do need to remit money to them or receive payments from abroad or most of our clients, they have a very different profile from that. They are really the elite from Sao Paulo and they have a global life and they want to access financial services across the globe. 
So we have the two, uh, I guess, extremes in that sense. So we have that elite that has to move money abroad just because they have investments in different countries. But we also have those people that, I mean, they have the need to access different markets, but for them it's really difficult because of the financial industry, the way it's built. So what we try to do is really provide a platform where our clients can access these markets in a very easy and transparent way. And I guess technology really helps in that sense. What we see as a really part of the deal over here is really to be able to understand well the bureaucracy that we're navigating, especially in Brazil, which is a really bureaucratic country, but also from other legislations that we uh, currently operate in. So uh, this understand of the legislations and all the KYC, AML needed really help us provide a good service for the clients and really an environment that they feel safe navigating financial services in a way that it's borderless. Right. Now, if you can speak about that, so when you go into different markets uh, outside of Brazil, how do you go about understanding the legislation and the regulations in different markets to gain research to make sure that obviously you're going under the current borders uh, regulations and, and limitations? Um, how do you go about mm-hmm. finding out uh, and, and establishing the, the right regulations in these areas? Sure. So uh, over here in Brazil, we work very closely with the Brazilian Central Bank. They have been very open to understand fintechs and really how they can adjust a legislation that was built for banks. But nowadays we have such a different scenario that they have been trying to understand it and adapt the legislation that we have. So our strategy has always been to work very close with the uh, regulators, right? So when we go to the UK, we work very closely to the FCA, really because we want to understand how we can provide a good service, but within the limitations of the legislation that that we have currently. But also we work uh, a lot with international partners, so they help us understand these different legislations and how we can navigate these different systems. We also, uh, especially for KYC and AML, we integrate a lot of client, uh, partners' APIs into our system. So that gives us some parameters to work with uh, in different countries. So that's very helpful when we are really accessing different markets, but we can't have a person there, I mean, like to talk to the regulator so we can have this conversation with an entity that is really prepared to support the, the, the systems that, that we have but also they can really just, you know, plug into us so we can do all the all the bureaucracy in the easiest way that we can. That, that has been working very well for us, really to integrate partners that have, I guess, these parameters established already. I'm really glad you touched on that. So we here at Currency Cloud see the importance of having partners in different locations and geographies that already, you know, established that market, um, kind of owned the market, and we can mm-hmm. uh, essentially partner in these countries to help deliver local service. And then in this industry, within the fintech industry, I think having the transparency with partners, typically, um, you know, with banks uh, previously, the doors have always kind of been closed to have multiple different partners and really taking on uh, their own uh, legacy systems in, in, inside. Uh, whereas now, I think the need and the and the ability to to partner uh, with multiple different partners, you know, is really important, and it kind of opens up the business uh, rather than having to you know go into expenses and and deal with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we have been seeing this shift 
in the industry beforehand, it was really about what is the service that I can provide the client and the client really needs to be okay with that. But nowadays, because we are really client-focused, the market, I think, so all the elements in the industry, being that the fintechs or the banks, they see the need to partner up in order to, to really provide the best service that you can to the clients. Otherwise, I mean, you, there's going to be a gap there in the products that you offer, and nobody's going to be able to really provide the best services, really keeping everything uh, to be developed inside their company. So I think all the industry has been shifting a lot and seeing the need to partner up, but really keeping in focus the client and the client's experience and uh, and the value that it brings to the market, really to, to partner up and uh, be strong as, I guess, a, an ecosystem, really. Yeah, definitely agree. So tapping into the partners in, in specific markets that you go into, how do you guys at, at, at BTEC um, really decide which which markets you're looking to go into and then, you know, really going in and establishing that footprint. What uh, what kind of things do you do to establish where you're looking to go as a direction? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess the directions that we choose are really dictated by our clients. I mean, they are the ones that really tells us the main markets that we are going to operate in. And so we focus in those markets to, to look for partners. Uh, we have been working very closely with uh, so North America, Europe, in the UK, those have been our uh, main, I guess, countries that we work with. But that's really because of the profile of the clients that we have. And then apart, uh, apart from establishing partnerships in these countries, we also look to set our own footprint in these markets. Of course, we, we have to, uh, to be able to focus our efforts. I mean, we are a fintech over here, so we have limited resources. But we have been looking into internationalizing the company and establishing an office in Europe to help us support the clients that we have and really provide better services to them through a, a local office in, in Europe. We are still looking into a few different markets before deciding uh, the location, but that's something that is in our roadmap for next year. Well, that's exciting. So I guess in specific to Brazil, working with uh, the banks in Brazil or banking partners, what type of feedback are you getting in regards to, you know, you guys are coming in as a fintech, kind of innovating the new way payments and FX is made. Um, what feedback are you getting from the banks? Are they open uh, to, to relationships from companies like yourself or are they trying to take it kind of internally and in, in, in are receiving pushback? Well, I guess, I don't know if everybody knows this, but the, the situation in the financial services market over here in Brazil nowadays is quite similar to the one from the UK in 2008. So we have just a handful of banks over here that really concentrate all the clients that we have. So we have five main banks in Brazil. So they never saw the need to improve or to be more technological just because they didn't have much competition in the market, right? But then a couple of years ago, uh, I guess fintech really started happening over here in the country. And then they started creating more dialogue with the Brazilian Central Bank and trying to push a changing legislation. And then that's when the banks over here started seeing that they needed to adapt. Otherwise, they were going to lose a lot of share in the market. So what most of the banks did was that they created uh, some sort of uh, acceleration program where they uh, choose a few companies or a few products so they see the need to innovate and then they t- try to partner up with fintechs over here. In the beginning, that was a really bad strategy for them because they saw it as a way of 
I'm going to bring fintechs inside my company. And then if I don't like their product or if I really like it and I think the competition is too strong, I'm just going to buy this company and then I'm not going to have that competition anymore. But because uh, the central banking bank has been so open to dialogue and really to bring fintechs into the table and really talk to them and understand how other countries are working, the banks understood that they cannot do that anymore. They really have to bring innovation inside, being that by developing their own technology, which is quite hard because, as you know, I mean, trying to change something inside the bank, the bureaucracy that you have over there, just because it's such a huge institution, it takes such a long time to be approved. And then you lose all the of the competitivity that you could have by developing a new technology. So most of the banks, they have been looking into fintechs to partner up. Of course, the process is quite long just because they are such bureaucratic companies uh, because of their size and the way that they work in the market. But they have been more open to discussion nowadays. So we have been uh, receiving a lot of calls from banks just trying to understand what is it that we do and how they could collaborate with us, being that by developing something for the bank itself or just by plugging in through a white label with us. But we have been seeing the, uh, a shift in the market. So they have been much more open to conversation nowadays than they were a couple of years ago. So that's quite good news over here. Yeah, that's really good news. And it seems to be like the same shift that's happening uh, here in North America. I thought it would be progressing a little bit faster previously, but we're starting to see the wheels turn here uh, in the U.S., which is really good news, kind of following where, like you mentioned, where the U.K. was uh, in 2008. Yeah. Well. Tatiana, I appreciate you taking the time. If we have uh, customers uh, or potential interest, how would they get in touch with you? Well, they can send me an email. My email is Tatiana Delgado, altogether at btech.global, or I'm on LinkedIn as well, so you can connect through LinkedIn too. Excellent. Well, once again, I appreciate you taking the time and giving us uh, some insight into what you're doing over at BTech and in Brazil, and we will be speaking soon. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at CurrencyCloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.